you know, Bill mentioned the $100,000 prize that was won. Well, in the level of competition we were in, there were four other universities that won prizes. Penn State, University of Wyoming, University of Miami, and this other university that some people may have heard of out in California called Stanford. And then Bob Jones University. This is going to have a ripple effect across the university in all the classes, whether they're officially an EXP class or not. What is an EXP? How will EXPs provide transformational value to students at Bob Jones University? How will the EXP initiative at BJU be successfully executed? Today, we'll find all the answers to those questions and more as we hear from people in the know, specifically the Executive Vice President of Academic Affairs, Dr. Gary Weir, and Dr. Bill Lovegrove, Professor and EXP Director for Bob Jones University. By the end of this episode, you will be an expert on the EXP initiative at Bob Jones University. My name is David, and you're listening to the BJU Alumni Podcast. The experiential learning programs at Bob Jones University are the result of what's known as a Quality Enhancement Plan, a requirement of BJU's regional accreditation body, known as SAC-COC. Executive Vice President of Academic Affairs and Provost Dr. Gary Weir explains it this way. Well, EXPs are really experiential learning, and experiential learning has been a part of BJU's culture for many, many years, but this is our focused, intentional effort to make sure that every student benefits from that kind of, of learning, real-life, practical learning. The origin of it is actually through our accreditation process. They ask you to do a quality enhancement plan, and a quality enhancement plan is all about how are you going to improve student success or enhance the value of what you're giving to students across the board. We had a list of about, I think it was about five different potential focuses for our quality enhancement plan, but the one that clearly elevated to the top was was experiential learning. A group of faculty that was led by Renee Wentworth, the Dean of our College of Arts and Science, they developed a plan to take experiential learning to a whole new level at BJU. For our alumni in the past, they may remember doing internships or capstone projects or clinical experiences depending upon their major. Those would all be great examples of experiential learning. What makes an EXP different is, first of all, this is now something that all students will experience. So if you're in a bachelor's degree program at BJU, you will have two experiential learning, two EXPs before you graduate. It's not just adding a little bit of experiential learning through an internship or a capstone project. We're actually building classes that have experiential learning right within those classes. And they focus on doing experiential learning from a biblical worldview because that's what BJU is all about in our education. It's not just education, it's Christian education. Then there's the experiential learning and then there's a lot of mentoring that takes place. And in the mentoring, the students don't just do the project, they actually have to systematically reflect on what they're learning and how they're growing through doing whatever the project or experiential learning is. So. A lot of people talk about experiential learning. This is being very intentional about it because this is one of the best ways for our students to learn. As the EXP director at BJU, Dr. Bill Lovegrove had some very specific insights as to why these EXP programs will be so valuable for students. One of the key pieces of the quality enhancement plan is to make sure that every student 
gets a quality EXP, experiential learning experience through their college program. And there are some programs where that's traditionally been very easy. I think, for example, of education, where we've always required our students to be student teachers. And that's kind of the ultimate real life experience. You've been learning about the classroom theoretically, and now you're actually in a classroom doing real teaching to real students. It's kind of the heart of what experiential learning is. And in education, they've been doing it for years. In nursing, the nursing students have been in the hospitals doing what they call clinicals. So there have been programs traditionally where that was like easy and obvious and expected. But there are other programs like history mm -hmm. where you don't traditionally do an internship. You don't practice history. You're not a, I don't know what, you know, what would you even call it? The idea that a history student would be out getting real life job experience. For a lot of people, it's hard to even imagine what would that mean? So we've gone across the university program by program, and there are about 70 or 80 programs, over 100 concentrations. And one by one by one, we're saying, now what would be some really quality, valuable, experiential learning that you could get in this program? And we want to make sure that that happens for every student in every program. It's one thing to say, go do an internship. You know, just go do it. We'll make, make arrangements for a company in town. You know, go, just go work there and have fun and come back and hope it's profitable. We want to be a lot more intentional about that. So part of the EXP process is there has to be required reflection, repeated reflection through the experience and then at the end of the experience. And I think there's a growing recognition that we all need to do more of that in every class. Give the students time and encouragement and even requirements to stop and reflect on what they're learning and the educational experience. History 105, a freshman level course, is one of the first EXPs to be implemented here on campus and consists of a research partnership program with the Greer Heritage Museum, located near the BJU campus. Leanna Radchuk, a history major, recently finished her research EXP, specifically focusing on a collection of letters sent home to the United States during World War II. Her perspective on EXPs shifted very quickly over the course of her semester in HI 105. I know that I learn better with tests and with lectures and taking notes, so thinking about it being all project-based kind of worried me. I, I just wasn't really used to that form, but it was really great. It was very easy to adapt to the different learning styles that Dr. Schofield implemented in the course. As we begin to better understand what an EXP looks like, it's important to understand where these experiential learning opportunities are taking place. One of our buildings here on campus, Grace Haight, which was our old nursing facility, and now that that's moved over into the MAC building, that was sitting empty, and under Bill's leadership, we have transformed that building where there's collaborative classroom experiences that take place there. There's also lab space for engineering. And probably one of the most exciting parts that, that Bill has really helped to develop are these classrooms that are really project spaces or lab spaces for these EXPs to really take on a life of their own, both during the class and then even after the class. We were talking about internships as an example of an EXP, but that's just one kind of real life experience. And another kind is project-based learning. And as we started pursuing that with various classes and starting up some substantial projects, it can't be just like a one day or a one week project. We're talking about something that's a 
semester long, typically project for an outside customer or something, a big real life project. Projects like that almost always need space. They have stuff, they need room. So I don't think we realized this early on in the process, how big of a deal this was. But when you encourage faculty, why don't you do a big real life project, they immediately start pushing back and say, well, where am I gonna do that? Criminal justice, they teach a class in crime scene investigation and they set up a fake crime scene and the students do lots and lots of you know take fingerprints and take photos and map where everything is I I don't know what you do at a crime scene but that's what they do interested to know more about how the exp zone will impact classes like the one dr lovegrove mentioned i went to the source david davis a retired law enforcement officer and a criminal justice professor at bju shares his perspective on the impact the exp zone will have on his criminal investigation class cj303 and as a result the impact the exp zone will have on his students experience when I needed to do one of these projects, it was a real juggling act. Many times I would come in the night before and we would move all the desks. We'd stack them up along the walls, move chairs. We'd measure out sometimes one huge scene, maybe split into a couple teams, but usually uh, for the final exam and others, it would be individual crime scenes. And that, that really took a lot. Then the other thing was other classes would use it. I would also have to take it down. The matter of the students finishing, a lot of times I make part of the assignment, hey, help me clean up, you know, the fingerprint powder, the rubber gloves, and then we have to bring all the chairs and desks back in. And it was, it was kind of extensive. It might bite into the, you know, 70 minute uh, time period or even the 90 minute final exam. It might take 10, 15 minutes out of the kids' learning activity to be able to do that. But now with the EXP zone, I'm able to set these things up. I can leave them up. Maybe we're doing an entire section. I can leave the same crime scene up or move it. I don't have to worry about somebody coming in, you know, the poor maintenance people, janitors trying to come in and clean or people walk through and step on evidence and such. So just very excited about that. By this point, I was beginning to wonder exactly how the EXP endeavor was initiated. When I asked Drs. Lovegrove and Weir this question, they shared how BJU's recent XPRIZE success also helped launch EXPs. I wasn't involved in the early QEP, quality enhancement planning, but at the same time, we were developing our first interdisciplinary class. Most of these EXPs are within a program and they're just for students in one program. A nursing practicum is just for nursing students. It shouldn't be interdisciplinary. It doesn't need to be. So we were designing this idea for a class that we call Global Challenges and it brings together business students and engineering students and science students and then optionally students from a lot of other areas depending on the project. But the core of it, because it's hosted by the engineering department, it's going to be an engineering project. And we call it Global Challenges because the idea is to take on some big real-life challenge and see if our students can make a significant, lasting contribution. And that's the part that's tricky. You don't want to be just a one-semester project. Students do a lot of projects that last a semester and then the project ends and nothing happens. No good comes out of it long-term. So what came up that very first year, um, it was Earth Day and Elon Musk wanting to make a contribution to 
climate science and improving the world in general. So he donated $100 million in prize money to the XPRIZE Foundation for a big contest in what they call carbon removal. And our students got interested in that. And that's what we took on as our global challenge. Do we have a contribution that we can make to the whole climate change debate? And they came up with an idea. They launched a company. They won a $100,000 prize. So that was happening independently of the EXPs and the QEP. But when I first heard about, I was called in for a focus group, and I heard about the QEP plan for the first time, and I said, what I'm doing is a perfect fit. This is an example. We are doing a huge project. It's a real-life project with practical implications. It's exactly what we're talking about. So in my mind, it became the pioneer, the prototype EXP, as they were developing the rules for what is an EXP, I was designing this class to meet those rules and to inform the rules. It was, it was, it was a real-life learning experience <laughs> about course design, if I it can was say your, it that It was way. your own EXP. It was my own EXP. <laughs> this, it's a great example of what we're talking about philosophically, because it's one thing to sit around and argue about course design. It's another thing to actually be designing a real course while you're talking about you know, what should an EXP look like? Well, I happen to be designing one right now. <laughs> Those two things just came together, and that got me tightly involved with the planning for the EXPs. And if, I, if I could just give a little color commentary on the first year. We were at a social function. Bill came up to me and asked me, did you hear what Elon Musk had announced on Earth Day? And I said, no, and he explained it to me and said he had this idea. And I just said, that is a wonderful idea. Just let me know what it will take to, to really try to launch that and to make it work. And the Lord just put key pieces in place, including that conversation. And we had good expectations, high expectations for it, but it was successful beyond what we could even imagine. You know, Bill mentioned the $100,000 prize that was won. Well, in the level of competition we were in, or the focus of it, there were four other universities that won prizes. Penn State, University of Wyoming, University of Miami, and this other university that some people may have heard about in California called Stanford. And then Bob Jones University. We were, we were one of the five. It really put wind in the sails of this. Bill, along with other faculty and the students who were part of that, just uh, really encouraged us that we were on the right track with this. This is going to have a ripple effect across the university in all the classes, whether they're officially an EXP class or not. And I'll give you two specific examples. One of them is worldview. You just kind of assume, of course I have a Christian worldview, of course I'm trying to teach it to my students, but you think they're just like going to absorb it by example or something. I'm not sure how much we've been intentional about sitting down and talking through, okay, where do we deliberately teach our students about worldview? Where do we apply that in my discipline? How does that show up in every class? This whole process is forcing the faculty to just stop and think about that a little bit more intentionally. It's well, clear not, that I'm EXPs are going to transform the student experience at BJU, but I didn't fully appreciate the scope of that transformation until Dr. Weir put it in perspective. I pay attention to things going on broadly in higher education and specifically in Christian higher education. There is one university that really has a national reputation for this, and that's Elon University. Elon University is known as the experiential learning private college. 
This is potentially a space that BJ, you could own in the Christian college world of being the Christian university to come to to get experiential learning. I like to refer to it as learning connected to life. Number one, what's most important in life. We know what's most important in life only because God has revealed that to us through His Word. Learning that's relevant to life, and that's the heart of the EXP. You're actually getting real life experience and that mentoring and reflection along the way. And then thirdly, it's about your life because God cares about you as an individual. He's gifted you in particular kinds of ways, and we want to connect the learning that you experience here at BJU to your life and who God has called you to be. We're just in the second year now. So there were about a dozen the first year. There are going to be about 40 this year. It's coming soon because the freshmen that are coming in fall, this applies to them now. We've promised to give them two EXPs before they graduate. So we need in the ballpark of 120. So we've gone from 12 to about 40, and we have a roadmap. By the time these freshmen graduate, there should be 120 across the university and two in every program. Dr. Brenda Schoolfield, history professor at BJU, was an early adopter of EXPs and was Leanna Radchuk's instructor for her research EXP course. I happened to be on site at the Greer Heritage Museum, and in a candid moment, captured Dr. Schoolfield explaining the transformative power HI-105 will have on history majors throughout their career at BJU and beyond. You're more part of a process. I'm, I'm not expecting you to, to know everything about all those letters that you examined. And, and you see very clearly that you're building on what other people have done and other people are going to come along and build on what you have done. This is the nature of historical work. And so my seniors who went through this class, who go through this class, I think are going to produce far more exciting and valuable capstones yeah. than what they were doing when they were just in their senior year learning about oral history or handling documents. It did solidify my decision choosing history as my major. I was really debating between a few different similar ones like political science and other things. This was the only history class I've taken at Bob Jones and from this class I know that I want to continue in my studies. Because it gave me experience, hands-on experience, I think that's the biggest tool in realizing do I enjoy this? Do I want to continue in this? So it really gave me the yes, like this is something that spikes my interest in learning. In learning about EXPs at BJU, I realized that mentorship and intentionally weaving in a biblical worldview are probably the two most important components that give EXPs true transformative power. That allows for mentorship and discipleship in ways that other classes don't. And just being able to talk to them and walk through and uh, you know, when you sit with a student, you're explaining a concept, and they need to know the concepts, and we do that. But when you're actually doing the hands-on, it, it almost gives you different opportunities to grow in that relationship and be able to apply those biblical things. One of the BJU distinctives is about integrating biblical worldview. And we want that to be true with a real-life learning experience, too. This is a chance to take what you've been learning about worldview in the classroom and now see how your worldview actually works out in the real world. You shouldn't just go to a internship and punch the clock and do your job and go home. You're in the world now. You're interacting with people with different worldviews and this is a great chance to see if you've really developed, if you really understand, if you can react to real life in a biblical way. 
So we're trying to be very intentional about, there are requirements about, you have to build in worldview into the EXP experience deliberately, intentionally. Now that we know what an EXP is, how it will transform student learning, what successful implementation looks like, and the results that we are already seeing, Dr. Bill Lovegrove mentioned one more key piece that will give EXPs staying power and allow them to have a lasting impact in the lives of students at BJU. The EXPs are happening now, and the EXP zone is up and running now. But this is the first step towards what we hope is eventually going to be what we might call an innovation center on campus that could bring together alumni and businesses. The EXP zone is already doing that a little bit at a baby level, but there's a wide open door for that to grow and expand. And we need projects, we need internship sponsors, we need to build out um, the people that are out there doing it in real life. They have a lot to bring back. To, to facilitate this going forward. Thank you for listening to this episode of the BJU Alumni Podcast, presented by the Alumni Relations Department at Bob Jones University. Subscribe for more news and interviews with the many faces of BJU, and check the show notes for the best way to stay connected to our BJU family and be involved in future EXP projects that could benefit you, your community, and the people you love. <laughs>